0: to this week's A Photographic Life. Normal service has been resumed. It's been busy over the last couple of weeks. The world of photography seems to have thrown up quite a few things to talk about. One of them came via uh, an email that I received from a listener. It said this... Hi, Grant. I thought you might be interested in new rules added to the Environmental Photographer of the Year 2022 competition and the introduction of an ethics panel to scrutinize shortlisted images. The second rule is C-I-W-E-M will not accept photos of children and young people under the age of 18. The person who sent me the email said that, for me, images submitted to ePotty often depict the conditions some of the world's residents are forced to live in, e.g. kids have to scavenge off landfills to harvest recycling for a meagre income. Are these images exploitative, or are they awareness-raising to assist in the work of charities set up to address these inequalities? From following a Twitter thread, anecdotes were given where such images have been misused. Actual location of image changed to another place to fit an article's narrative. And the fear that taking the picture of the child is exploitative from the outset, ignoring the context, etc. I'm not sure, personally, says the the, uh, correspondent, that banning the inclusion of children in images is the right thing to do. I'd be interested in your thoughts. Well, I followed the uh, controversy around this particular competition. I think it was about a year or so ago now. And uh, I was interested to see that. But I feel that what this actually says is it opens up a much bigger issue around the ethics uh, concerning photography, and particularly that form of documentary photojournalist work. I was recently watching the Vivian Meyer documentary that was on television, and she spent a lot of her time photographing children. I'm a big fan of the work of documentary photographers of the 1950s and 60s, in the UK in particular, people like Roger Maine, for example, and they were photographing children, children on the street primarily because I think adults were at work and the street was the playground. There was nothing to do indoors. And at the beginning of the day, children would be thrown out of the house until the end of the day. And so therefore they were there, they were available, they were around and they were therefore documented. To not document is to ignore an area of society that is hugely relevant to all of us. And to our futures, to document our childhood, our past childhood, or not to document it, I think is a big issue. So for this particular competition to put a blanket ban on photographs of children, I can understand why they're doing it. But for me, it causes more problems than it solves. The real problem is photographers and their ethics. And that surely should be solved By photographers themselves. Whilst we're talking about documentary photography, I have long admired the work of Ferdinando Schiana, so I was interested when I saw a recent interview with him in The Guardian Online by Maurizio Ferrarino. Do not call me master, for heaven's sake, says Schiana, welcoming me inside his studio, a cozy ground floor space in the centre of Milan. I do not teach anything to anyone. Come in, take a seat. Tsukiyana has just turned 79. Photography for him was an obsession that lasted 60 years. And it is over today, he declares. He has not taken pictures for years and says that when young photographers approach him for advice, he wants to ask them for theirs instead. I tell them the most obvious thing. Photograph what you love and what you hate, but they should tell me how to sneak around in this weird era that I do not really know. Skiana has taken more than a million photographs, and in his words, the good shots number about 50. For me, there's an awful lot in that short piece of text from that interview to discuss, ruminate on, and consider. But perhaps the most important thing is that idea at the end. After all of that time, there are only 50 images that he truly respects. I know that he doesn't put the work up on Instagram. I think it's a member of his family that does. But check out his Instagram page, look at his work and see if you agree. I saw an American photographer put out a tweet the other day and uh, it made me wonder what the responses were going to be. So I had a look through the thread and it was quite illuminating. The questions were this, uh, were these, I should say. What issues in photography are you struggling with? What's your biggest challenge right now? Let me know. I'll write a blog post if I can provide any help. Well, it was a mixture, as you would expect, of responses to such a question. Perhaps the most dominant theme that was kind of coming up was, how do you get paid to make photographs? What kind of figures do you charge for your work? What was also very clear was that a number of the people asking asking the questions had just completed photographic degrees or gained photographic qualifications. And yet those degrees and those qualifications had not given them the basic knowledge that they required to make a living out of the medium. That's a big fail there. Unfortunately, uh, I did read the blog that the particular photographer wrote, And it was all about him and his success. There didn't seem to be any understanding that other people may work in different ways or have different requirements for that advice. What I took from it was the most basic question comes back with the most basic answer. What are you struggling with? I'm struggling with earning money. The answer really should be take time. Think about business. Think about clients. Think about audience. Unfortunately, the advice that was given was be different. I always come back with the same question to that particular answer. Be different to what? After two weeks without a guest on the podcast, it's time that we Welcome somebody to tell us all about what photography means to them in under five minutes. And this week it's Sadiq Adela Kun, a Nigerian photojournalist based in Abuja, who started out in photography in 2001 by assisting in a photo studio owned by his father in Lagos, Nigeria, while finishing his degree in psychology at the University of Ibadan. In 2011, he decided to specialise in photojournalism after attending a course in photojournalism at the Nigerian Institute of Journalism, which was co-facilitated by the World Press Photo Foundation. Sadiq progressed to intern at one of Nigeria's leading newspapers, The Punch, where he won several awards, including the Wol Soyinka Award for investigative journalism in 2011, the Quill Awards for best photo story of the year in 2013 and the NB Golden Pen Awards for photojournalist of the year in 2016 and the Nigeria Media Merit Award for news photographer of the year. His photo series, Afraid to Go to School, was awarded a winning prize under the Stories category for the African region at the World Press Photo Regional Awards in the year 2022. Between 2019 and 22, Sadiq was a photo editor at Channels TV Digital, the biggest TV station in Nigeria. This position allowed him to sharpen his skills as an editor as well as handle stock photographs for the TV's website, production and for archival usage. Whilst working for Channels, he became an AF. P photo correspondent based in Abuja, covering events such as the presidential elections in 2019, the end SARS protests, the mass kidnapping of children and the bloody Shia protests. His work has featured in publications and online within the New York Times, Bloomberg, BBC, CNN, Amnesty International and Le Monde. He has also been commissioned by international organisations such as the European Union and The United Nations.
1: My name is Sadiq Adelabe, a photojournalist based in Nigeria, West Africa. I am the 2022 WordPress photo winner under the African region. Photography means a whole lot to me, but most importantly, it gives me the power to represent people and give people voice, where yeah, they do to one. It allows me to tell stories in a transitional world. It further makes me more human because it doesn't judge, discriminate, respect of the race, tribe, and religion anyone might have come from. It's something I found very educational in my lifetime. It makes me learn about people, their culture, their belief, and the social practices. It's a universal language where you exchange ideas and knowledge with the subject. Photography is a leveler wherever you are. It bridges the gap between the rich and the poor. It allows people to listen to you, irrespective of who they are. You could pause and ask the president to get his picture taken wherever you are. You could also approach a small village and make a story of who they are. Photography in today's world, where it will not happen, at the same time, very fast. Photography slows you down to reflect on the past and allows you to make a review of the present so that you have a better decision for the future. Photography is so historical that generations to come will will not meet you physically in your own lifetime but they will meet your work and see the impact during their own time. Photography is a game changer. Beyond the just a frame. Photography is life itself.
0: Thank you very much, Sadiq, for your contribution this week. As I say every week, do check out his work either on uh, Instagram or on his website. I guarantee that you will not be disappointed with the work that you find. And I think it will bring a real insight into somebody who's actually living an experience photographing that experience. I'm currently working on a project, a television project to do with photography to create a television program, which is completely different from anything that either currently exists or I think has existed before. As part of that, I've put a little poll up on our Twitter, UN of Photo. And the question I've asked is this. Does photography need a mainstream channel TV show that shows photography as democratic, fun and creative? No kit, no techniques, no how-tos, but open to all. Well, so far, 203 people have kindly contributed to that vote. However, the response I find slightly worrying The yes, we do want this show that's going to be democratic, fun and creative are currently standing at 68%, but the no is 32%. And why I find that worrying is I wonder who would feel that we do not, as a medium, need a television show which is democratic, fun and creative. Why wouldn't we embrace the idea of the medium being expressed and opened up to people who are not photographers? Why would we feel that a television program would have to fit to a preconceived format? Why would it have to tell us how to take a photograph? Why would it have to be presented by a photographer? Why would it have to continue? an understanding of photography that we already understand. Why not welcome in new people to the medium, new people to enjoy the process that we enjoy? So, although the majority seem to be on my side in this, that's a sizable minority at 32% who seem to feel that we don't need it. Now, one of the points that was put to me was that there was a problem with the word need and that need was a strong word and that photography does not need this. Well, I'm going to argue that and I'm going to say that photography absolutely needs this. I believe it's in danger of turning itself into this elitist club and we don't want that. There should not be a them and an us in photography. If you make images, whatever you make those images with, and for whatever reason, in my eyes, you are a photographer. Now, I've just spent a week away uh, on holiday, just down to Cornwall in in the UK, in the southwest of England, a really lovely beach holiday. Now, in that time... How many cameras do you think I saw? Well, I saw two being used. I saw two people with cameras. One with an extremely large lens, seemed to be a little bit professional, don't know what was going on there. And somebody else who had a mirrorless camera of some type. I couldn't see exactly which one it was. How many people did I see taking photographs? Hundreds. Hundreds. Hundreds of people taking photographs. Hundreds of people making little films. You can always tell because they're holding their smartphone in the correct horizontal format and trying to stay really still. Now, to my mind, all of those people are photographers. They may not be interested in the technical side, the theoretical side, the professional side. They may not be interested in lenses and equipment. But they're making images, they're telling stories, they're making memories, recording memories. They may go home and they may be sharing those on social media. They may even be getting some prints made, who knows. But they are photographers. And I believe that we, as people who are fully engaged with the medium, should really understand the need to share our passions with these people, to take them a little bit further along that photographic road, so that they don't feel excluded, but they feel included and welcomed. Anyway, I'm working on a project, it's in development at the moment, And as always, I'll keep you informed as to how that goes along. The last two weeks I've been on an island and you've heard sound effects or perhaps the reality of waves lapping onto the shore. Uh, This week I'm back in the country and you can probably hear, maybe you can hear farmers in the fields with their heavy-duty machinery. If you can, I hope it hasn't uh, in any way uh, affected your enjoyment of this particular episode. I hope also that you enjoyed the last two weeks uh, something a little bit different and it's been really great to hear from people saying that the episodes encourage them to go out and actually buy the books. So that's really great to hear. One thing I do want to let you know about is August the 12th, and that's going to be Bill J Day, hashtag Bill J Day. Regular listeners will know that uh, a lot of my work revolves around Bill, and uh, we will be celebrating his birthday on the 12th of August with the uh, first ever Bill J Day. So watch out for that hashtag, Bill J Day. Follow us on Twitter, at Photo, and you'll see lots of news stuff, photos, Articles and what have you. Anyway, that just leaves me to wish you all a happy week and of course, take care.